I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth Admission. It's challenging working as a restaurant critic when it's unsafe to eat inside restaurants. But Soleil Ho, co-host of the Extra Spicy podcast and the Chronicle's restaurant critic, has big news. She's fully vaccinated and has just started eating indoors at restaurants again. She's discussing why she made that decision, what eating inside was like, and how she thinks the restaurant industry has changed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Be sure to subscribe to Soleil's fantastic Extra Spicy, available wherever you get your podcasts. Soleil Ho, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. You had some big news for readers, which is that you have dined indoors at a few restaurants, um, which is a big change over the past 15 months. Um, Can you describe the very first restaurant you went to when that was and what it served and and how you made that decision? Yeah. Um, So I had spent the past month in Illinois, sort of in rural Illinois, and my cousin invited us all out to lunch at a pho place, Mm -hmm. and there was no outside seating. It was just Mm. inside. And I was like, well, I guess we're doing this. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know when you went that that was the case? Uh, No. Um, And we had all been vaccinated like fully vaccinated pretty much. And so I just figured, okay, I got in the booth and I sat down and I ate and it was just really anticlimactic. But (laughs) (laughs) then sort of the dam broke, you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you feel weird at all while you were in the booth or right away did you kind of go back to how it was 15 months ago? It felt weird. um, But Everyone, I mean, you know, you, you're hyper vigilant these days and mm-hmm. everyone around me was being responsible as far as I could tell and doing the things that they were supposed to do. And it just seemed okay. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And what's funny too is that like um, during that trip also, you know, in Illinois, which had a lot of, you know, a different sort of attitude towards, well, not a different attitude, but more just like the restrictions were just on a different timeline than ours. Mm-hmm. And it was funny kind of being out of the Bay Area, which is, you know, a, a cosmopolitan area, very much like informed um, to a place like where I went, where, you know, we I would go to outdoor events and I was surrounded by about 200 people and I was the only one wearing a mask. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that was real. That was a thing that happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was it was interesting. And then I just realized, like, okay, I'm vaccinated. I feel fine. Like, I had to talk myself down, basically. Yeah. And then you wrote in your new piece on sfchronicle.com um, that – that that then the dam kind of broke and you've been to several other indoor dining places, including a couple in the Bay Area when you got back. Um, and which ones were those? Right. So I went to Nopa, for instance, in Nopa. And then I went to Viridian in Oakland. And what's interesting is like Nopa looked pretty much the same on the inside as, as how I remember. There were no partitions. There was no... Um, it was busy. I don't think it was packed, but it certainly was busy. It just felt the same as before, except all the servers were wearing masks and people were, you know, putting them on and off on occasion while they were seated. And Viridian was, by contrast, there were partitions, there was um, a QR code mode of ordering, like all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. like that, um, that they had adapted. So it was really interesting to see the difference. I remember in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, the food team wrote some pieces imagining what restaurants would be like, and it seemed like the anticipation was that they would never be remotely the same at all. Do you think that that 
is sort of the case or did it feel sort of like old times? I think mm, they were different. And I think uh, the biggest differences are probably under the hood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, for diners, I bet there is a a motive to keep things feeling normal, to have hospitality feel the same as it did before. But I think the ones, I mean, the restaurateurs that I respect the most, they're the ones who are really just being strict, you know, um, having uh-huh. zero tolerance for people who who act up with regards to masking around staff, who have been really slow to adopt indoor dining just because they wanted to make sure everyone was vaccinated, everyone felt safe, everyone felt ready. And your piece explores some of the feelings that you had had um, during the pandemic about why you would not dine indoors and wondered if you could walk um, listeners through some of those considerations. Sure. So the first one, the big one, right, was when indoor dining opened up again, I think in March, really, to, you know, limited capacity, I didn't feel ready. Yeah. You know, it it felt too soon. The people that I knew of in the restaurant industry were still struggling with getting vaccinations in time for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think at the time, most people in the Bay Area and even you know the world had not been vaccinated. And so I just didn't understand like why that was happening. And a lot of the sort of guidance from epidemiologists and experts was saying, like, just wait a few weeks, just wait. And so we waited and it has been, you know... Um, a few months since then. And so now I feel ready. The thing that really like indicated it for me too was um, kind of, which didn't make it into the piece, but on the down low, I was helping restaurant workers get vaccinations and like mm-hmm. get appointments. And over time, people stopped needing them, or at least they stopped responding to my asks if anyone needed mm-hmm. them. And, you know, I reached out to organizations, I reached out to other people who needed help just because, you know, I I sit at a computer all day, I can help like refresh a web page. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, yeah, nobody else reached out. And that felt really mm-hmm. promising to me. I ran out of people to help, which seems good. Yeah, that's very good. How many people do you think you helped get appointments? Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to... I don't even have a number, but like at least a couple yeah. dozen. I don't know. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. So the vaccination numbers in California and especially in the Bay Area and San Francisco are are really great. Um, some of the best in the world. So I'm sure that was a, a big consideration. Right. I mean, you. this is very contextually based, right? If you are in a place that is a hot spot, don't eat inside. Uh, we are yeah. very privileged to be able to do that here and feel taken care of. Um, other places don't have don't have even close to that like level of vaccination or even the lowest, you know, infection rates like probably in the country like we do. We'll be right back after a short break. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for unlimited Chronicle access at sfchronicle.com slash pod. I know that um, during the pandemic, you were very concerned about the health of hospitality workers, and you obviously care very deeply about them and their livelihoods. Um, And so how did you kind of juggle that, you know, wanting to help them financially versus not wanting them to get sick by working at restaurants, which were seen to be some of the most dangerous places during the peak of the pandemic? Well, I'm fortunate in that I'm not just a customer at restaurants. I have more than just the power of my dollar to help people. So I devoted a lot of space to my 
in my columns and in my newsletters to talking about labor rights and talking about the state of workers, especially undocumented workers who are, uh, of course, you know, unfortunately kept from, you know, getting the stimulus checks, from getting unemployment, from getting the kinds of benefits that shielded a lot of people from, you know, extreme destitution. It didn't prevent destitution, but certainly it, yeah. it, it helped. Every little bit did, and they didn't get any. Um, so, so using my platform to talk about that felt really important, especially if I'm going to call myself a critic. You know, critics mm-hmm. shouldn't just talk about the experience of dining out. We should also talk about the industry. Yeah. And do you think that the the pandemic obviously shined a bright light on so many parts of our society that are broken, but are you hopeful that some um, long-term changes will stem um, from this when it comes to restaurants and the hospitality industry? I think so. I mean, I think we're seeing a lot of people just have the time all of a sudden to think about what they really want out of the industry or even out of their lives. And it seems like more and more people, at least I'm observing, more and more people are vocal about what they deserve in the restaurant industry, in the hospitality industry. I think Mm -hmm. that's something you can't really take back, that sort of Mm -hmm. uh, consciousness raising. And you see it, there are all sorts of parallels, right? Um, After the Black Lives Matter movement, like really rushed through so many industries last summer, you're seeing a lot more people like in the Asian American politics space or in the Middle Eastern politics space, like be really vocal and be really just out there um, and just feel emboldened to talk out, Mm -hmm. like to talk about these issues in a way that, you know, I hadn't really seen before, at least at least in the restaurant industry. And are you hearing um, specific changes that people want to see happen or is it more just an overall awareness? Well, (laughs) I don't know how much this counts, but I'm certainly seeing a lot of people be really hesitant about coming back. In a way yeah. that, you know, they're they're still looking at the listings and they're still talking about them and thinking about them, but they're just going to wait until conditions feel right for them to come back and feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you see it in the workplaces that are offering more incentives for, <laughs> for signing on, like places are struggling to find people, not just because there is not, not because there's a lack of labor out there, but because people need more. They want more, Um, especially after a Mm -hmm. year like this. Many people's savings are completely blown out. I mean, mine certainly are. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to take a lot for people to come back into a minimum wage job. So um, to end on a a higher note, um, what are some of the restaurants you're most excited about eating indoors or any any new or any new restaurants we should be aware of? Anything you want to highlight? that you're excited about? <laughs> sure. Um, I'm really excited to check out Tosca in North Beach, uh-huh. which just got a huge remodel and has new ownership. And I think they had a really rough time of it because the new owners, Nancy Oaks and Anna Weinberg, took over and the pandemic happened and they were struggling to really get going for a long time. And now they've opened indoors, they have outdoor dining, all this stuff. And I am really excited to see that beautiful historic space just alive again. Yeah, that's a great spot. Anywhere else that you're excited to try? Oh, um, let's see. (laughs) Well, you know, I think this is pretty general, but Mm -hmm. I want to go to a dim sum place with the carts again. (laughs) (laughs) I miss that. And, you know, there's so many of them in the city um, and I want to go to all of them. So... (laughs) (laughs) 
And do you think that um, the parklets and the outdoor dining are are here to stay? Or do you think that now that people are more comfortable again, indoor dining like you have been, um, that those will start to wane? Oh, gosh. I mean, just because I'm eating inside again doesn't mean I don't love outdoor dining either. Yeah. Um, I, I love anything a city does to de-emphasize cars <laughs> in its urban planning right. and just you know, I, I live near North Beach and just seeing the way in which the neighborhood has been totally revitalized by mm-hmm. outdoor dining has been really hopeful. It's one of the good things to come out of this really awful thing. Definitely. Well, I enjoyed our, our two indoor dining experiences before the pandemic, so I hope we can do it again sometime soon. <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you to Soleil Ho for joining me today, to Cecilia Lay for producing this podcast, and to you for listening. Remember, subscribe to Extra Spicy wherever you get your podcasts.